0: Hey, good morning. Scott Luton and special guest host Tony Sheroda here with you on Supply Chain. Now, welcome to today's show. Tony, how you doing?
1: Doing great today, Scott. Good to see you again.
0: You're always doing great. I got I to gotta figure out what you're having for breakfast and, and, and still some of your best practices there. But great to have you here once again. And we have an excellent conversation teed up talking with a retail leader that's doing big things, especially when it comes to, to uh, sustainability as we continue our reverse logistics leadership series here at Supply Chain now tony you ready for this
1: ready for this scott we had a great one last month with tom Marr from dell and uh, as you said we're going to get into the retailer side of things on the on the dark side of the retailers as <laughs> the new york times quoted us <laughs> so uh, the dark side
0: i saw that i saw that great guest uh, teed up. we're going to we're going to uh, shine some light into the dark side of global business, that being reverse logistics and returns management. But let's formally welcome in our guest here today and to welcome in Joy Hicks, Senior Manager of Sustainability with The Home Depot. Joy, how you doing?
2: Doing great, doing great. Glad to be here.
0: Well, you know, we were talking pre-show a little bit, Tony. Uh, I had met Joy, and of course you've known Joy for quite some time at one of the uh, tours and, and events they hosted at one of the return centers at The Home Depot and found it learned a ton. That was probably about four years ago and just really appreciate uh, a lot of what Joy and her team shared there, and a great learning opportunity. You know, powered by the RLA, huh?
1: It, it was. I let's confess, it was a newer center, so it didn't have all the dirt and uh, grime <laughs> that maybe some of the uh, centers out there have. But um, an eye opener for us as well to see what a newer center looked like, and uh, and Joy and her team uh, and others really did a great job putting that new facility. Uh, out there in place. McDonough, Georgia. Let's give a little shout out to McDonough, Georgia today. Okay. <laughs> nice little place south of Atlanta.
0: That's a perfect segue, Tony. And I really appreciate that. And then by the way, the square in McDonough, Georgia, uh, Georgia, great place for all kinds of restaurants and shopping. But uh, the segue being, Joy, I'd love to know where you grew up and you know, tell us some anecdotes about your upbringing a little bit.
2: I am from East Tennessee. So I'm in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Um, that's the accent. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place to grow up and uh, look forward to going back someday even.
0: You have a bunch of family still in East Tennessee. Is that right?
2: I do have family in East Tennessee as well as a lot of friends. Sure.
0: So uh, growing up in East Tennessee uh, and for our listeners, uh, you know, Chattanooga is East Tennessee, Knoxville is East Tennessee. What other a uh, couple, maybe landmark cities, would you put there in East Tennessee side?
2: Well, the one that I think most people would probably know about would be Sevierville, where Dolly Parton is from. So, Dollywood and and, and all of that uh, is is right in the right in the backyard. So, yeah, we we grew up with that as our backdrop.
0: Love that, Joy. Tony, you ever been to Dollywood?
1: Uh, not that I can admit to, but <laughs> uh, um, I've been to Sevierville. <laughs> And uh, that's also right next to Gatlinburg, another beautiful city patterned after a, a Swiss village. Um, and I'm so glad Joy picked that instead of suggesting that that little NASCAR track down the <laughs> road from her was uh, a backdrop. I, I like the uh, Sevierville uh, uh, Gatlinburg
0: vibe, right?
1: Backdrop. Yes, the vibe. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, one last comment about Tennessee. So um, my oldest daughter went with us and we drove through Tennessee uh, probably five or six years ago. And we still talk today about how uh, just the beauty of that state, driving through it's one of the prettiest states to drive through. Uh, so I'm sure you took full advantage of the outdoors, joy, growing up in that neck of the woods. Uh, one last question about your your uh, your background. Um, so food always comes to mind, and you know, we were just talking about Tony's Power Breakfast and how he never has a bad day. What was one food dish that was inseparable from your upbringing, joy?
2: It was it's pretty simple. It's actually um, a Granger County tomato. So, just like maybe people that are listening have heard of Vidalia onions or or other other uh, such vegetables from iconic places, we had a very small town, but it's the best tomatoes uh, I would say in the region. We uh, had a festival that that uh, celebrated it.
0: All right, so a lot. One more question about food. You, you get us going. So, uh, are you are you a fan of tomato sandwiches? And if you are. What is your go to mayonnaise?
2: Oh, well, I've been converted. My <laughs> husband will only eat Dukes. So he's a North Carolina boy. So I let him have that one. It's all about compromise and marriage.
0: It is. I love that. Tony, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, families have uh, uh, picked some serious fights about which mayonnaise is used uh, at dinner time. So uh, tomato sandwiches. So I'm going to have to check out Granger County tomatoes. And we're going to to get back to Tennessee soon. So thanks, Joy, for sharing some of your background there. Tony, where are we going next with Joy?
1: Well, Joy and I have known each other a while. We're not going to talk years here. And uh, uh, we always kid about uh, she came out of uh, uh, grade school and and started with Phillips. So we go way back a a ways. And uh, and Joy was in a service organization. I was in sales. We weren't always uh, on the same side of things in the beginning, right? Because sales and service clash a lot. But um, um, And this is Phillips Consumer Electronics, which was based in Knoxville, Tennessee for a while. And then Phillips decided to move us all down to this uh, great city of Atlanta and um, pulled us all down in, in waves. I was one of the first waves. Joy was one of the last waves as we brought service together with sales. And... Um, For a while, they didn't know where to put reverse logistics people. I was the returns director. They really didn't know where to put us. And and most companies still don't know where to put these people. Sure. Um, So I started in sales operations. Then I was assigned to service. um, And then I get back into finance. And then I wound up in supply chain when they were going through the rider transformation project. And then I wound up back in service. And so... Joy and I crossed paths because Joy was one of those great support people that when mm. you wanted to fix something for somebody or prevent a return, which we all forget about doing, sir, um, service and people like Joy Hicks, and especially Joy, had such a great way of convincing somebody, We're going to take care of your problem on your big screen TV. We're mm. going to take care of it. And she did. The follow through was amazing. So um, we go way back and it was. Um, it was a lot of great experiences, I think, and some rough ones, but a lot of great experiences.
0: <laughs> so, Tony did all, but tell us where the bodies are buried, there, Joy. Um so, <laughs> so, in particular, Joy. So here, kind of getting Tony's prefacing there, and clearly, y'all have a a long, rich history together. What's a couple of previous roles, um, you know, prior to your current one that really shaped your worldview, Joy?
2: Well, I would say that. Um, yeah, well, to, to Tony's point, all of the roles that, that I've had have generally been in support roles after the point of sale. Um, after we would uh, take a TV back from a customer, if it weren't was not working or it was a return of some sort, they would be refurbished. And we would have to sell those on the secondary market. And I was new to sales. Um, I had people like Tony Sharota to teach me the ropes, fortunately. And learning how to sell those those televisions, those refurbished televisions on the secondary market, really taught me how to sell myself internally. Because all roles really are sales roles, whether no matter what the product is you're selling. Right. right. I think I, I learned probably the most from that role.
0: Uh, Tony, uh, so true. All roles are sales roles, right? It's just to the degree of of to the extent of what you're selling. Maybe would you agree, Tony? I I would
1: tend to agree with that. And uh, and Joy isn't uh, being uh, clear enough about how great that role was. She got to do road trips with me. We actually, uh, it just reminded me, Joy, about the road trips we took to some of these um, infamous liquidators around the country. Trips to the East Coast, to California, uh, meeting with people that you sometimes didn't want to shake hands with. Um, let's say. Uh, that's that secondary market. It is, it is the true dark side. And, and there are liquidators in that industry that Joy got to know and, 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 as she said, was able to take it with her to Home Depot. That was a, mm-hmm. a, a great transition, I thought. And I love the way she, uh, she made, made that work. It was just
0: terrific to watch. And that's a great lesson learned. So, listeners out there, as, as you're trying to figure out how to progress and, and how to move into new roles and, and move into new leadership roles, man, being confident and comfortable selling yourself and what and your accomplishments and your talents, uh, that clearly was an early lesson learned for Joy and, and for all of us, really. Um, okay, so let's move into your role now at the Home Depot uh, and what you do as Senior Manager of Sustainability.
2: Sure. So our department um, is uh, responsible for setting the strategy of around sustainability for uh Home Depot. And that is everything from the products we sell to um, our, our operations, as well as um, making sure that we are, are um, listening to all of the different stakeholders to make sure that we are at the cutting edge of uh, what we need to be doing when it comes to uh, doing the right thing for
0: the planet. Yeah, well said. And and that's, you know, as we've all seen, fortunately, you know, customers are putting a, a much bigger, em- or, or um, consumers are putting much bigger emphasis on that. And, and, of course, they're voting more with their wallet. So it's really cool to, to hear um, uh, retailers like the Home Depot, which everybody and brother and sister knows, you know, goes without saying, how they're uh, acting on that proactively and reactively and now proactively. So we're going to dive more into that in a moment. Uh, Tony, um, your take on that. I know you, th- this is one of the areas you're really passionate about. Before we get into some of the trends in general, uh, your thoughts?
1: So Joy's move from selling reefers, which I thought was the best life on the planet, into a role like sustainability and the vagueness about that—how do you how do you accomplish that? And being involved in strategy is important, but. Ultimately, it's that, it's that feet on the ground. What do you do with some of this stuff to make sure it doesn't impact the environment? And and I love being in this industry, right? Scott, we've said it before. You get to be a tree hugger and it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone recognizes at some point we have to do something about this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I think about those paint cans sitting in my garage that I'm not supposed to throw in the dumpster, but I want to. Um, but then people like Joy has to deal with, thousands of these mm. situations on a regular basis. And, uh, and I know that Joy's learned a lot and she shares it with the members of our community about best practices here uh, from a leading giant like Home Depot. It's, it's so important. Uh, you know, J- Scott, we talk about um, everything that happens after the sale. Falls into our world of reverse logistics, mm-hmm. and it's true. So even the sustainability and the handling of hazardous materials, which also falls into Joy's lap, and what's being done there—it's it, there. There aren't really classes at any yep. colleges for this stuff, are there, Joy?
2: <laughs> no, they're not. Um, it, it's it's definitely um, a, a, a um,
1: <laughs> trial by uh, fire.
2: It is that, yes, and it, it was a it was a seamless uh, transition, I think, from or, or at least an intuitive one to go from working in those reverse logistics centers to your point where it all comes back, and what do you do with that, and then going into sustainability because that was where the rubber, uh, you know, hits the road. It really is.
0: Yep, and you know, one of the my favorite trends out there, and before I ask you some of yours, joy is how popular that secondary market that Tony's been uh referring, both of y'all have been referring to, uh, you know, that re-market, you know, that, that that how consumers are really rallying, spending a ton of money on, you know, used stuff, uh, remanufactured, refurbished stuff. That is a great sign. Um, so speaking, that's one of my favorite trends. We've been uh, Tony, I think I've shared with you uh one of our gifts to our kids last holiday season was a refurbed uh Wii. Right. So my kids could beat me at tennis and bowling and then whatever else is on that week. Um, So, Joy, for you, though, on the macro level, what's two or three sustainability trends topics you see as important ones for our listeners to track?
2: I think that as a consumer, um, we should be concerned about the chemicals that we are putting uh, in our homes uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, in our bodies. So I think making sure that the products that uh, you are buying are safe and, and understanding um, uh, what chemical policies uh, companies have. Um, I think carbon footprint is big right now. Um, we're all trying to reduce, um, and we can do that in our homes and we can do it in our businesses. So I think that's that's one of the things that that um, should be on um, top of mind. And then. I really feel like circularity is is something that uh, we should all uh, be, be be thinking about, and I really think that's where reverse logistics and sustainability really come together, right? That's where we can take some of those those materials that that are coming back and and repurpose them repurpose them back into the world.
0: You're talking our language for sure, and Tony, I know she's talking your language, especially when it comes to circularity. Your thoughts? I want to uh,
1: add on to what Joy is saying. She's being very careful and, and great wording, Scott. You blew it. You're calling the stuff used. She's calling it repurposed. That's That's an important marketing distinction. Vintage, pre-loved, certified, repurposed. Let's go with the important buzzwords here because that's what's going to help. Um, young people do respond to those terms. They are buying repurposed goods. They are buying vintage clothing, um, which are used Air Jordans, as far as I can tell. What is vintage? (laughs) Come on. So I love the way that Joy is learning the language uh, of circularity. And in the world of circularity, as Joy knows, the most important uh, trend these days, Scott, is we no longer talk about recycling. Right, We're trying to even get away from recycling. And that's where Home Depot is really driving it too. It It is repurposing because recycling ultimately, unfortunately, can be bad because mm. it uses more energy sometimes than to create new. And I know Joy's learned that. And again, these are not things you learn in school very easily. Right, Joy? It's just <laughs> we, we got to get out there and find out more.
0: That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, as we all know, we could have a whole series on how the recycling landscape has changed so much in the last yep. just two or three years. Yep. Um, but we'll save that for another time. Um, you know, Joe, I love the comment you made uh, as you were sharing some of the trends at the track. You know, more information to the consumer, right? Empowering the consumer to make better, more informed decisions. I, I love that. Um, and Tony, yes, thank you for the um. The, the verbiage uh, lessons learned, right? Uh, vintage is, man, uh, everything is cool that's vintage these days, right? That's right. Um, all right, so, so let's drill down a little more. So that's kind of the macro level, right? Joy's sharing some things, some trends, some, some topics to keep on your radar. Let's kind of speak directly to the Home Depot. So when it comes to some of the environmental initiatives, there's been plenty that have been rolled out in recent years, Joy. What's a couple that you believe have been most impactful?
2: I'm going to go back to circularity here. Um, One of the projects that I am most proud of is we take all of the shrink wrap or LDPE from our supply chain. So think all of the shrink wrapped pallets that flow through um, our logistics um, program. And we uh, sell that to Trex, the composite deck manufacturer, uh, and they make uh, Trex decking. And they're able to, and then it's a product that we sell in our stores. So uh, it's a great circularity story. Um, We are working uh, right now, we we densify styrofoam. And uh, all of the styrofoam that comes with the appliance deliveries that we do, um, we we densify that and we sell that to different companies, including those that make uh, some of the French drains that we sell in our stores. So trying to find these areas that we have, we have a waste product essentially, but can that be somebody else's raw material? And it, you know, it's it's this it's certainly good for the environment, but it usually has a good benefit with the company as well. It um, keeps the landfill costs down, and frankly, you're 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 making a buck on it.
0: Uh, Tony, she's talking about one of my favorite aspects of circularity, um, and that is uh, designing products either to use, um, you know, what someone else's refuse is, or designing products that produce less waste and and can be used longer or better or more uh, efficiently, you name it. That proactive approach, right? Uh, But Tony, your thoughts.
1: Well, exactly the design for reuse is a new part of of the world's uh, vernacular and a new part of the world's learning. Design for reuse. And that's what the Ellen MacArthur Foundation has been pushing for a long time. That's what circularity is all about. Um, but I love the story, the example Joy gave. Of course, that track, that decking is a bit more expensive, but you don't worry about getting splinters in your foot ever. <laughs> Things like that. It's exciting. And, um, and and Joy, I actually ran across uh, an organization that, that um, reached out to us. I think it's GLB uh, Paint Company, and they have recycled paint. They have they take the paint back and they've recycled it, and it's being resold under the brand name, uh, Evolva, something like that. Mm. So it's out there, and it's just you see something like that, and you're like, wow, somebody thought of a way to recycle paint and make it available for consumers again at a value. Um, and, and it's just, it's very cool that there's these things coming up that Joy's alluding to and many more out there. We're not going to teach all the consumers about it. They're going to have to find someone by themselves, <laughs> like myself, running across it accidentally on a website. It's like, how cool is this? <laughs> and I'll bet Joy already knew about the recycled paint. So I'm, I'm behind the eight ball, I'm sure, on that one. But uh, yeah, it's well, just cool
0: stuff. So you mentioned earlier, Tony. Uh, that it may be more expensive, but, you know, data after data, study after study have shown that oftentimes consumers are willing to spend more on more sustainable products, right? Uh, products with with that have baked in circularity, you know, uh, when it comes to development and design and whatnot. So um, you got to give the people what they want, right? Um, before we move forward, Joy, give you a chance just to respond to Tony's comments. Any, any last thoughts about Um, uh, what, what takes place at the Home Depot when it comes to sustainability initiatives?
2: You know, there, there are new, um, things, uh, or processes that we're looking at to, to try to drive sustainability, um, we're we're looking at recycled glass for um, you know insulation, and then you know on the other side of the world, um, we're making sure that the wood that we are are purchasing from around the world um, is coming from sustainable places. We don't buy wood from the Amazon or the Congo basins, and there's other areas that we uh, make sure that we protect too. So mm. sustainability really is just a global view and how you can do better by the planet. So
0: love that responsible sourcing. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Um, okay. So now we're going to kind of segue as we kind of move into the last segment here with Joy Hicks from the Home Depot, of course, joined by my dear friend, Tony Schroeder with the Reverse Logistics Association. Uh, Joy, uh, let's pick your brain a bit and get you to take, give our listeners, some, all of us, some advice. So for any of us that wanted to implement new sustainability-focused projects at their own organization, what advice would you offer them based on your journey ex- and, and uh, expertise?
2: Seek out internal partners. Um, it is—it's uh, easy for a sustainability person to go into a room and try to sell sustainability. But if you can get your legal team, or your compliance team, or your merchandising team to go in with you to help you sell it, it goes a lot further. The more people you can get on your side when you go in to make your pitch to leadership to change policy or implement a process, the better. So it goes back to that internal selling thing I was talking about earlier, right?
0: So true. Tony, add on to
2: that.
1: Well, joy knows from our days at Philips, that was the, the biggest thing that the service organization had to do. Because again, from the sales side, Their buck stops the minute the product is bought by a consumer goes out the door. They've made their money. They've made their margin. They made their bonus figures and things like that. All that magic happens. It's all that stuff that happens afterwards that those organizations have to learn to cut across the silos. Hmm. Service had to anyone in the aftermarket support. You have to learn to cut across the silos. And I think that's why the returns group kept getting shifted around. It isn't just that they didn't know where to put it, but there was a recognition that it is part of supply chain. It is part of finance. It is part of market product introduction. Uh, Joy, maybe uh, at Home Depot, I'm not sure if you're as actively involved in a new product launch, um, whether it's it's safe, whether it's viable, what are going to be the hazards of it. And that's something that really is important to cut across those silos and Joy knows, again, back at Phillips, I would have to go and enlist the aid of the service organization to prevent a product from coming to market. Just because we knew it was going to result in high returns mm. because it wasn't quite ready for prime time. And um, uh, I think Joy also knows from our Phillips days We were fighting the Six Sigma engineers for a long time, Joy, right? They were in the room beating us up, saying, there's nothing wrong with this stuff you're taking back. And for years, we had to fight Six Sigma people and say, (laughs) it's not the technical perfection. It's, you know, when you make a car, you want it to be technically perfect, granted. But when you make a consumer product, you want it to be nice, friendly, easy to use, exceed expectations easy to turn on. We learned about quick start guides, Joy. Remember, we used to put in the stop sign. And what an experience is that? If a customer buys a product at Home Depot and opens the box and there's this red stop sign and says, don't take it back, call us. Well, the (laughs) message is important, but it's not the right way to do it. So the gold Mm. star took over from the stop sign. Congratulations on your purchase. And this is stuff that the merchants at a Home Depot also, influence right, Joy, and you're part of those teams. I know.
2: Yeah, getting in on the front end and making sure that we are are sourcing the right products is half the battle for sure. Absolutely, and especially, you know, we've got um, we've got some 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 pretty um, aggressive goals when it comes to the environment. And in order to 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 make sure that we hit those, we have to make sure that we have the buy in of the people that are picking the products for our shelves.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, Joy. Thank you. Uh, As I'm listening to what Tony's last segment, is about seventeen thousand directions I want to go with. With all that he shared, yours was pinpoint and succinct. And I'm never those things; those words don't describe me. But um, yeah, the Six Sigma engineers, right? I got to I got to speak to that for a second, Tony, because if I I'm hearing you correctly, right? And and of course, we want to love on all of our continuous improvement listeners, right? Six Sigma is an important methodology. Um, What I'm hearing you say is a a good bias for action over the perfect strategy is important, right? Uh, You don't have to have the perfect strategy at the initial launch. You know that action and what you learn along the way as you tweak the strategy is an important approach. Is that right, Tony? Would you say? Absolutely. Okay. And then secondly, going back, Joy, to your initial, you know, where we started about getting your advice on on how to get projects going. We've had a lot of, you know, these types of conversations here at Supply Chain now. And one of the big common themes, kind of goes along the lines of your advice, Joy, is, especially for our leaders and managers that are listening, right? And you, you do these initiatives, whether they're sustainability or technology or you whatever, do it with your people. Don't do it to your people. You know, the, the people oftentimes aren't scared of the project or the new technology or the new initiative or whatever. They're more fearful of change, as all humans are, right? So if you do it with folks, you know, find that, um, what you call it, joy, find kind of an internal allies, right?
2: Absolutely. The, internal partners for
0: sure. Internal partners, and you can go faster, farther, sooner, I think, if I said that right. Uh, a lot of good stuff, Joy and Tony. Man, get y'all two together. It's like the wonder twin powers activate here. Um, let's, uh, I'm going to ask this next question to both of y'all, Tony. I'm not even going to let you ask it I'm going because I'm going to ask you both. So, Joy, uh, again, picking your uh, brain a bit and getting your, some of your expertise. Let's envision the uh, Waldorf Astoria up in New York City. I'm not sure if it's still open or not, but it's this grand hotel. It's a big grand ballroom. And uh, you've got a room full um, at the uh, How to Advance in Your Career Conference. And you've got the captive attention of a, of this full room of new college graduates that all want to enter global business and move up the ranks just like you have, what would be, as you take the stage, what would be your best advice to them?
2: Be curious and don't be afraid to take or, or make sure that you take roles that are that interest you. Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be up to go onward. Sometimes you will take a lateral role because it has a, a, a new skill that you need, uh, a new passion you want to explore. Um, don't don't go for the role. Go for the um, go for the experience. Go for the skills that that you need to learn to make sure that you have um, uh, the the toolkit you need to to, to move ahead.
0: Big picture advice uh, from Joy there, Tony. I think that was, a, that was excellent. Uh, your thoughts, Tony? I think that uh,
1: Joy expressed it so well. And by the way. I love the fact that I I believe in my board companies, of which Home Depot is one of them. I have some of the smartest people on the planet in this area, and includes Joy and her colleagues, uh, Trish Beam and Ryan Holden and Troy Campbell and and there's a whole list of them now. Katie Baker, that think like this. They think about n- not just limiting. Uh, what they want to do and focus on. They know they have to reach out. And I think that's a part of the culture at Home Depot as well. That's, that's a big factor is that they encourage people to figure out other ways to do things. And Joy hit on almost the exact same words addressing the audience that Tom Marr did the last month that we talked, right? Tom said the same kind of things work across boundaries get to work in other areas and and joy just reiterated the same words and uh you know I, I, we get to tell the story again and again uh scott about my coming out of being a happy-go-lucky sales and marketing guy you know and they just decided one day said hey tony go fix the returns problem I'm like what <laughs> and then it becomes a passion um and joy uh you know she was in service she was a, a you know a service support person and then she gets involved in selling refurb and she doesn't stop there and now she's involved in sustainability and things that save the planet mm. so you just being curious is a nice way to say it, Joy. But it's it's more than that. It, it's 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 curious and a passion and a desire to make mm. a difference. Mm. And and Joy makes a difference every day at Home Depot, and most of her colleagues do too. So I get to say that plug too,
0: Tony. You you're we in Shakespeare today. I tell you what, <laughs> um, the. Uh, blessed are the volunteers It is um, a phrase that uh, I've long shared uh, over the years. You know, folks, Joy, to your point, willing to raise your hand, you know, move into their you know, discomfort zone, you know, working new muscles, you know, learning new experiences. Joy, it really is uh, a great piece of advice because that's how you can uncover whole new trajectories for your, your career. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, okay. And by the way, Joy, I got to give a a shout out. Uh, I visit uh, the the Home Depot store in Monroe, Georgia. You you have all different kinds of pronunciations of cities here. Uh, It's Monroe, Louisiana, but it's Monroe, I think, uh, (laughs) Georgia. I always get this messed up. But love uh, the team there and the work they do. Um, Okay. So before we make sure our listeners can connect with Joy in the Home Depot, Tony... Uh, let's make sure to touch on the next big RLA event coming up, which is.
1: Well, there's, there's a couple of things going on. One is that we, um, uh, we have a private event by invitation only for the RLA leadership summit, and that will be in Nashville, September 7th and 8th. And that includes, uh, an all day session with the board companies, with myself and my operations team. Um, and. Uh, I had asked Joy to be there but she decided to go on vacation instead. So, you know, um so instead we have a new board member from Home Depot who will be uh, participating with us. So that's a very special event cuz day 1 is is the leadership dinner with the board companies. Uh again again Home Depot will be there for dinner and others. Uh then the next day kind of uh following along the lines of what Joy's World is, we're gonna have some morning sessions about market intelligence and a couple of things, but the afternoon's exciting because we're gonna have a tour of a of a recycling facility. One of our board companies is Sims. They have three facilities in the Nashville area, and they're allowing our guests, our our major members, to to visit one of the uh, the recycling facilities. I've been lucky enough to be through it. Uh, you have to wear a hard hat and earplugs because it's a bit noisy to see these machines that are turning it into something. Right. And and glad to see that. So that's our leadership event. And then Scott, we're hoping that the whole world is with us in Las Vegas right. in February 7th to 9th at the Mirage Hotel, which will be the North America Conference and Expo. Uh, with with well we had over 650 people including yourself and amanda this year and we plan to grow it there's no plans it's already <laughs> going to be a bigger event um
0: and the only and- the only bigger event in in vegas is uh what's the love yeah. beatles love musical oh, <laughs> beatles love <laughs> <laughs> or david copperfield maybe uh but a home run event and it's grown every year this is going to be the biggest Um, You we have to start referring to as a spectacle because that's how big it's getting, Tony. I appreciate what you and the team do. It's an event not to miss. So appreciate that.
1: And I covered the dates because I want Joy to fix her calendar right now. (laughs) So there's no vacation in February for Joy Hicks. She has to be in Las Vegas with us. Joy also should know, Scott, she is part of of our our committee, the Recycling and Sustainability Committee. She's one of the co-chairs along with Sims and along with Hewlett Packard. And she's excellent. She's actually run a session uh, completely uh, by herself, meaning she gave a presentation to the committee members. And that's a a member benefit, but you get to hear from incredibly smart people like Joy telling you what their company's doing and not only giving you best practices, but giving you indications of how to make other best practices happen. So. Uh, Very proud of Joy and and her commitment and support to that committee and to the RLA. Scott had to put
0: that plug in. So, Joy, you've got a uh, I think Tony must be the uh, Atlanta chair, the chair of the Atlanta Joy Hicks fan club. Uh, Joy, you got to respond to that. Joy.
2: Oh, Tony um, has been a mentor of mine for uh, a number of years, and uh, like, like like he mentioned earlier, we won't disclose exactly how many. But it's a <laughs> it's a pleasure to, to to work with the RLA. It's an organization that um, I've been familiar with and a part of for for a long time now, and it's done wonderful things um, um, under under uh, Tony's guidance for sure.
0: Love it. Okay. So how can uh, Joy, of course, we've seen you in action with your uh, uh, presenting and, and sharing your expertise. Uh, we mentioned an event on the front end where um, uh, you played a role in that. Uh, clearly, I love how you're giving back to what you're just talking about, helping others um, when it comes to return, sustainability, environmental, you name it. You know, it, It's really important and beholden on all of us in the industry to, to proliferate that knowledge so that we can move all, everyone forward. Uh, so if anyone wants to connect, compare notes with you. and may have a question for you. How can they connect with you and the Home Depot?
2: I think, um, especially with regards to, to our discussion today, a, a good place for people to go to learn more about the Home Depot and uh, sustainability practices is our website dedicated to that. It's ecoactions.homedepot.com. And there's a newsletter there, a sustainability newsletter that, that folks can sign up for and, and hear about the the things that that we're doing uh, on a on a month on a monthly basis. And you can reach out to me personally um, at joy underscore a underscore hicks at home depot.com.
0: Wonderful. It's just that easy. And do you wanna and I'm putting you on the spot here, you don't have to share. You've got a vacation around the corner. Uh, where you want to shed light on where you're going, what you might be doing and inspire the rest of us.
2: Um, headed out West, going to, um going to go to Sedona. Uh, oh man. Get, yeah. Sedona and Flagstaff. Going to get out into the desert, but try to get a little bit cooler by going up in the, uh, uh, up in the mountains.
0: Love that. And yeah, I learned from a dear friend, uh, Corey, who may be listening uh, that the locals refer to Flagstaff as Flag. So a little insider knowledge there, Joy, <laughs> as you're in the staff. Uh, But anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful vacation. Uh, and Tony, folks can connect with you at? Tony at Rla.org.org
1: And LinkedIn, uh, you've got the spelling of my name usually on the screen because it's not an easy one. Uh, and I know uh, Joy happens to be over there on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn is usually a good tool reach out and uh, send a message. Uh, don't ask us to give consulting advice via <laughs> LinkedIn. That's lately been the trend, Scott. I think I'm doing too many of these with you because I'm getting all these people asking, uh, how do we uh, How do, we do this and this and this? And it's like, no, we don't <laughs> consult on LinkedIn. But if you want to connect uh, to Joy and I, that's a good way. Uh, Joy is also featured again on the RLA website in a couple of places as the committee chair for uh, the Recycling Sustainability Committee, and then as uh, one of the member board member companies uh, is Home Depot as well.
0: Love it. Uh, well, huge thanks to Joy Hicks with the Home Depot. Joy, thanks so much for uh, carving some time out here today.
2: It's been a pleasure.
0: And Tony Shirota, always a pleasure. I uh, appreciate uh, some of your backstories of, of uh, you enjoy working together. And, 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 you know, she seems to be a very humble person. So I'm glad that we were here to get the full story of how she's been contributing to industry.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I'm I'm very glad to see supply chain now continuing this focus on reverse logistics, the dark side, Scott, you're bringing <laughs> some light to us, to Joy and I and all the work that all of the members are doing. So we, we really appreciate it. you're the only global voice uh, doing mm-hmm. this. And that's important. Thank you.
0: I appreciate that. Our team appreciates that and really enjoy uh, producing and promoting these episodes and, and conversations. Uh, again, big thanks to Joy and Tony. Hey, listeners, Hopefully you enjoyed this conversation. We had a, a mix of all kinds of things: the journey, uh, some of the best practices, some of the trends to uh, make sure on your or on your radar, some of the ways that you can advance your career. Got some great home run advice there, both from Joy and Tony. Um, but whatever you do, it's about as as both Joy and Tony were talking about: it's about taking action, deeds, not words. So on that note, for on behalf of our entire team, Scott Luton signing off for now, but challenging you to do good, to give forward and to be the change. Hey, be like Joy and Tony. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks everybody.
1: Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram.